a lot of weight loss is transactional, isn't it? You, you count calories, you do a certain amount of exercise, and then you lose a certain amount of weight. But with women, I, I feel like they, they really need to be listened to. So what's going mm-hmm. on in their world? Mm-hmm. You know, who's at home? What do they do for work? How is work? Do they oh, get stressed? God. What do they do to manage stress? Like it isn't just about the food. humans. Welcome to the Feminine Rebellion Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Frasca, mom of three wild kids, a crazy lover of garlic, a wild woodswoman and hiker, a voracious reader, and a feminine leadership coach. I'm on a mission to create a rebellion of female leaders who are ready to dig deep into their purpose and push massive ripples of love and justice into the world. I believe we are all born leaders, and this world needs us now more than ever. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of the women who are out in the world and doing the damn thing. These are the rebels who inspire and ignite me. They're the feminine rebels who are working to raise our collective consciousness, helping us uproot from our patriarchal conditioning and bring the world back into balance. If you hear something that makes you go, hell yes, reach out to these guests, dive into their work, collaborate with them, or help hire them to work with you. Consider these women the guides on your own inner rebellion. Okay, thanks for listening. Let's do this. Hello, Feminine Rebellion. Today, I am going to be in conversation with Dr. Aileen, who is a friend of mine and a medical doctor, an online women's health, well-being, and weight loss coach. For the last seven years, she has helped professional women identify and treat the root cause of their weight gain, fatigue, and stress concerns without rules or restrictions so they can live a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. Welcome, 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 Dr. Aileen. I'm so happy to have you here. And I just want to say to the feminine rebels out there, you know that, you know, I this is not a typical guest for me, but Dr. Aileen is here because she is doing things differently. And I saw her TED talk last month and it lit a little mini fire in my heart. And I thought, you know what? I need to share her brilliance with my people. So Dr. Aileen, I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome to the Feminine Rebellion podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited, Natty, to dive into all of this. I, I know you're just, you're doing things differently. And I, I really need the women in this audience who like all of us, like all women, we all have body shit. Like, let's be honest. It is a symptom of our patriarchal conditioning that we have to look a certain way, but we also want to feel good in our bodies. And the way you approach it is so different from anyone else that I just, in the fact that you're a a medical doctor, I just need to share your brilliance with the women here and um, kind of shed, shed the light on, on some of the the things that we've been told about weight loss. So um, first of all, you are a medical doctor, but right now you are not practicing 
medicine, so to speak, but rather you're coaching women. So like what happened? You have like this big fancy degree. Can you kind of take us back to why you left traditional healthcare and how you got to where you are now? Absolutely. So um, I cover a lot of this in my TEDx talk because a lot of how I arrived at where I am is about what I do now. So essentially, I fell into this work as a complete accident. I was led by my heart into this work by the experiences that I had had. So go back to 2013, and I was a junior doctor, stressed out my box, turn into chocolate, turn into cookies, turn into ice cream after an excruciating day at work. And thinking, gosh, this like this isn't healthy. Why am I doing this? I shouldn't be doing this. I'm a doctor. You know, why am I turning to food in order to seek release or to seek relief or to seek comfort? And that's mm. when I realized, oh, this isn't me that's choosing to do this. It's a result of my hormones. And my hormones mm. are off whack. I'm stressed out because of the work I'm doing, but not just mm. that because of my inability to care for myself. Oh, so, oh wait, oh, hold up right there. <laughs> that was a, that's huge. Like, can you say that one more time? So that sinks in for people. Like, oh, absolutely. So I was using chocolate as a comfort because I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm. So all that stress, I mean, and we know this, like we, we stress eat as a culture, right? It's like, and there's something about like eating lots of food that soothes us somehow. Why, why is that exactly? Yeah, it's such a good question. And like, it's such a socially normal culture, isn't it? Like pour a glass of wine when you finish work and and we don't think about it because it's so culturally accepted. But if you look at the hormones, if you look at the hormonal imbalance that's caused by stress, it causes our body to crave sugar because our body's in fight or flight mode. Our body thinks it's under attack. Our bodies haven't evolved to be able to cope with the 21st century demands. We still think we're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. And we need the sugar as fuel to run from the threat. Wow. So we actually think that we are basically, it, it's like the, uh, what runners do before they run a marathon, right? We're like prepping for, prepping for a really big job, basically. Yeah, sure. And that's like the, the chemical part, like what happens inside our bodies. But we yeah. have to remember that food is pleasurable. Like there's no getting around that. Food tastes good. It smells nice. You know, when we unwrap that chocolate bar, it's like instant yes. gratification. Yes. And it's a moment out. It's a split second of a moment where there are no problems. There are no worries. And there's that release. It's instant pleasure. Yes. Yes, I know. I just bought two of my favorite chocolate bars yesterday. They're in the fridge. <laughs> and that's the other part, Natty, is like chocolate shouldn't be demonized. So right. we think we should cut out chocolate because it's got calories and it's got fat and all of the things. 
But actually, I don't believe that that's healthy because you're going to want another chocolate bar in your life at some point. And if you're resisting and and trying to push the chocolate away and saying the chocolate's bad and all the things, you're going to eat more of it than you would if it was allowed. It's like telling your kid not to press the red button. They do it, don't they? (laughs) They do. I have three kids. They definitely press the fucking red button. So it's intricate. So, So your work, I mean, like it's like you call yourself a quote unquote weight loss coach, but that's not really what you do at all. And this is what I find so fascinating about your work is that you, you, the premise is like food should be pleasurable. Food should make us feel good. Like we shouldn't be demonizing it, but what should we be doing instead? Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, the term weight loss coach makes my stomach churn. Like I really don't enjoy it or like it because it's too superficial because it isn't actually about the weight. You know, the weight is the symptom of, again, us not caring for ourselves and trying to meet our needs through food being pleasure rather than other things being pleasure. So food needs to be pleasure in addition to other things and not as a quick fix instead of other things. Mm. So tell us a little bit about the work you do with women. I mean, say a woman comes to you and she says, um, you know, I've, okay, let's give a real life example. You know, um, hi, Dr. Aileen, I gained 15 pounds over COVID. You know, how do I learn how to lose the weight, for instance? No, where do you start with women? Wow, this is such a good question. So it's multifaceted, right? And I believe that every person's an individual. We can't just like plug somebody into a system and expect them to get a result. Like a lot of weight loss is transactional, isn't it? You you count calories, you do a certain amount of exercise, and then you lose a certain amount of weight. But with women, I I feel like they they really need to be listened to. So what's going Mm -hmm. on in their world? Mm -hmm. Who's at home? What do they do for work? How is work? Do they get stressed? What do they do to manage stress? Like it isn't just about the food. The food is like 5%. It's important, yes, but it's why are they eating the foods or why are they not eating the foods, right? So learning how to nourish yourself. Yeah. And I actually just rebranded my company name to Nourish Health and Wellbeing for that that reason. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny because this is exactly what your work is about. And it's so interesting that our work is aligned, like pleasure, you know, I talk about pleasure all the time. And really you're talking, which is self-care, which is listening to our bodies which it sounds like exactly what you are doing with women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. so let's get to this, um, this like self-care and self-compassion piece and how you're weaving that into your work. Yeah. I mean, women have no idea that that's anything to do with what, what we're going to do together. You know, they, they come in and they want me to, to tell them what to eat and they want me to look at what they're currently eating Mm. but like you've just said it's self-care and it's self-compassion but Mm. 
And I don't know if anybody listening to this is going to squirm when we say those words, but they'll be they'll be used to these things because this is what you do, right? But when I introduce self-care, people are like, mm, okay. When I talk about self-compassion, they like want to run away and hide because it's mm-hmm. such an alien concept. Yes. Yes, it is an alien concept. I mean, we haven't been taught this as children, right? I mean, like we've been led down so many paths that aren't our own. We were so disconnected from what we desire for mm-hmm. our lives, right? So so tell me a little bit more about self-compassion then. Yeah. So um, the way I like to introduce it to women is the one of the first things I'll ever do with them is get them to do a food diary because mm-hmm. that's what they would like to do. They want to show me what they eat. But the mm-hmm. caveat is they have to tell me how they feel before and after they eat the food. They have to tell me about their sleep. They have to tell me about their work and their stress. So have they been working that day? How stressed are they on the one to 10 scale? And then we start to match up. Oh, did you notice you were feeling that way when you had this thing? So how can we change that feeling? How can we meet that need? Or where's the unmet need? Mm. Was it that you didn't take your lunch break? Or was it that you were in a difficult meeting with your boss and you didn't speak up? Or was it that you were doing 250,000 things for your kids and you forgot about yourself? Yes, all of this. I can feel my whole body just kind of, I don't know whether it's your delicious Scottish accent, um, (laughs) but I'm like, yes, Aileen, yes. Like it really is about taking care of our, of our looking holistically at our entire lives right and we're using you know food or i I mean food is one of the things we use right it's like food alcohol cigarettes shopping um all of these things that we use to kind of numb um this these stress responses right or this kind of Mm -hmm. internal discomfort so what are the practices that you teach women i mean so they become aware of kind of what's triggering them and then do they come up with their own practices to kind of like how does the whole thing come together so it depends what people need uh, you know if if somebody's struggling with boundaries or assertiveness in the workplace then we need to work on that piece. But one of the things that's really common for most of the women I help is cravings, right? It's like, oh, I really want that chocolate bar. We've all been there, haven't we? And we'll all be there again. I'm telling you, every night. (laughs) But I mean, that's my treat. And I love it. (laughs) And you're allowed to have chocolate. But we should have chocolate because we want it rather than because we're so desperately needing it or craving it, because there's an unmet need there. So Mm -hmm. what I invite my ladies to do in this early stage, when all of this is just, oh, this is interesting. Okay, she's not telling me to eat these specific foods. And, you know, I don't have to force myself to exercise. Oh, this is more about self-awareness. So it's bringing curiosity and compassion to the situation. So I'm like, right, let's invite along curiosity and invite along compassion And let's look Mm. at this situation. What Mm. are you really feeling in that moment 
when you're craving that chocolate bar? Mm. And is the chocolate bar going to fix it? Mm. So are you tired because you've been going to bed too late because you were watching Netflix because you were sorting stuff out for the kids that they really should be empowered to do themselves. Like there's a multitude of reasons, isn't there? You, you are a life coach. <laughs> yeah. You call yourself a weight loss coach, but that is just a result of, of the life coaching you are doing. I mean, you're like, you're like a pleasure coach. You're one of me. (laughs) And again, you know, like people, people think they need to lose weight and they think the weight is the thing. And it's not the thing. The weight is not the thing. It's a complete redheading. But unless somebody like me comes along, these women who are typically in their 40s, sometimes Mm -hmm. early 50s, rarely Mm -hmm. 20s or 30s, actually, these women don't get quote unquote rescued. Now I'm saying quote unquote, because I don't rescue them. They rescue themselves. I just show them how to rescue themselves, but they've been battling for decades, Natty, trying to understand why they can't stick to this fucking new plan. Right. And and I fucking hate that shit. I hate that shit so bad. I mean, um, I, I have such a great example from my own life now that I'm thinking about it. This is amazing. Um, I worked um, as the executive director of a nonprofit. We were super tiny. I did a ton of the work by myself. I went to, you know, I, I picked up, we were for food insecurity. I would go to the food bank, pick up food, drive huge trucks, unpack it with my team, serve clients. At the end of most days at work before I went home, I would stop at my favorite restaurant. I would have a like a couple drinks to numb myself out, fill myself with food, and and then go home, right? To relieve the babysitter. Mm-hmm. And it was like that was like the hit I needed. And then, you know, three, four years into this, I was like puffy. It wasn't like, I wasn't saying like, oh, your fat was like my, my face was puffy. Everything. I just felt like I had a layer of stress on my body Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I ended up quitting my job because I could see how this was draining me, but it wasn't the job. It was like, I wasn't taking care of myself along the way. I didn't have the boundaries. I didn't have self-care system set up. I had no idea what pleasure was. My whole life was just kind of a big stress factory, right? It was like, not even about the food was just the thing I used to make myself feel less stressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of the ladies I work with aren't overweight. Yeah. But a lot of us have these same problems, but then the women who are overweight because of it, mm-hmm. all they can focus in on is, I want to be smaller. I want to fit my clothes. I want to have this. I want to have that. Like they don't see all this other stuff. Yes. And the way the industry is set up, they're profiting off of the back of people's misfortune. Oh, yes, they are. They certainly are. I mean, I actually joined when I quit my job. The first thing I did was join this like super intense boot camp 
Right. Because that's my personality. Yeah. Uh, and um, it was super freaking hard. And yes, I got super toned and super fit and it was great. But because I worked out six days a week for like two hours in a clip <laughs> and I'm like, who can maintain this? Like, this is just, and it's just, you know, you lose steam and it's not really the lifestyle I want. I'm not looking to be like a professional weightlifter. It was frankly exhausting and like, yeah. So it, it was just that intensity that we tend to think that we need to do all of this like carb cutting and, you know, all of this madness calorie counting when really we just need to fucking take care of ourselves and, and be kind to ourselves. Totally, totally. But when you're a woman who's stuck in the system thinking she's at fault, thinking that you need more willpower or you need more discipline or that you didn't try hard enough because it worked for Sandra down the road or whatever else. Fuck Sandra. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We love Sandra. I don't even know Sandra. Yeah. Okay. And that's what starts to erode people's self-esteem because they think they're at fault. But actually... The diet was never fit for purpose in the first place because it's not to do with food. <laughs> it has nothing to do with food. It has yeah. nothing to do with that's so interesting that you start women with this food diary because that's what they want. You're like, okay, this is they want to show me all the food they're eating. This is what they need to make themselves feel comfortable. So so they feel like you understand them, right? And it does. But you're you're having them address the feeling state, which is really where all the work is, right? All it's always about how the feeling underneath our actions. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, and that and somewhere between, you know, I I work work with people in twelve week blocks, and somewhere between kind of week eight, week nine, they have this epiphany, and they go, oh. It's not the weight or the food, Dr. Aileen. And I'm like, yep, beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and then do you like hand them a diploma or something? You're like, you passed. <laughs> yes. I should definitely make some diplomas up for that. Yeah. It's it's so beautiful. That's a and huge milestone. They're freed from like 10, 20, 30 years of Yes. restrictive diets and believing that they're at fault. This is, this is liberation coaching. This is like, these are liberatory practices, right? Releasing ourselves from the patriarchal bullshit around restriction and, you know, hardcore dieting and really getting back to living like full pleasurable lives that have you know, boundaries and self-care practices. And yeah, I'm sure there's so much of that you touch on in your practice. I mean, you must talk about relationships too. I mean, it feels like a very kind of comprehensive 12 weeks, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm lucky to be supported. I've got a a team member who is a therapist and she's amazing. And she does some group coaching calls on, on some of the more mindset aspects, but um, it's phenomenal. You know, I was a family doctor. I was a general practitioner. So I used to see patients coming in all the time and I, I only had 10 minutes to really sort all other shit out. 
Uh, and they just wanted a tablet. You know, they uh, wanted me to give them a pill to fix their problem. But really, it was just, you know, we were kicking the can down the road. So, you know, yeah. some people think I left healthcare because I was stressed and I couldn't cope. And that was causing me to stress, eat, binge, eat, whatever else. But it wasn't that, you know, I fixed that part before I left. Ah. I left because I didn't agree with the approach that traditional healthcare was using. Now, traditional healthcare has absolutely got place. Yes, it 100% does. However, when it comes to this stuff, how, how can we help our patients? You know, give them yes. some fat blockers or, you know, yes. some medication that's actually licensed for type 2 diabetes to inject because the side effect is weight loss. Like that's not uh, healthy. No. And it doesn't fix the root cause stuff, does it? It doesn't, it doesn't help us to live in our pleasure or to love ourselves. No, it does the opposite. I would say it takes your power away, right? Because mm -hmm. you no longer feel like you are in control, but you are rather relying on some external thing to quote unquote fix you. And you don't need to be fixed, right? You just need to come back home to yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, so you think you're done? I mean, I would, I would love to see this brought into traditional medicine. Yeah. Like, is there, is there a pathway wondering. there or are you just like, you're done with traditional medicine and this is what you're doing now? Well, there's a couple of things. So first one is I work with a lot of doctors that take mm. my teachings into their practice. Oh, lovely. That's amazing. Yeah. So they're learning this stuff and then they are, it's the ripple effect. Yes. So that they're bringing it into the workplace. Yes. Yeah. That's the ripple effect of the, of, of your work right? That's mm -hmm. incredible. Okay. But where I think we really need to go is I think this stuff needs to come into schools. Mm. I don't think it's healthcare's responsibility. Like by the time someone's seeking healthcare, it's kind of too far down the line. But what yeah. if we could completely prevent all of this from happening in the first place? Mm. And what would that look like? So they do teach health and well-being in schools here in Scotland. But again, it's it's very traditional. It's like, you know, where should you put your meat in the fridge? And I'm just like, oh, you know, like or when you're going to high school, it's like, you know, how to be abstinent, you know, bullshit. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> it's like, it's like the same thing, right? It's like, it's like with, with food stuff, it's like, oh, restrict it instead of learning how to have a healthy relationship with it. And I see these patterns in young girls all the time with their lack of self-confidence and lack of self-esteem and squashing their needs and putting their needs down the list. Mm. And if we could help them see that earlier on and help them have a voice and mm. encourage them for that, like mm. surely that would be a great place to start. Yes. Yes. Middle school I mean, I, I have a son as well, but I definitely saw this more with my girls who are now 19 and 17 that, you know, body image, you know, social media, all of this stuff is really, really hard to navigate as a teenage girl. Mm -hmm. um, having some of these self-compassion practices or talking about, you know, loving your body in schools and at home, people 
right? It yeah. all always starts in the home. Um, but also at school, I mean, that would be revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And it's the ripple effect of the work I do onto the children. You know, the mums, they're like, oh, I always wanted to be a role model for my son or my daughter. You know, mm. living by, leading by example, living by example yes. is so powerful. Yes, yes. Oh, the women who work with you are so lucky, Aileen. I yeah. believe they are as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Your work, I mean, the way you're approaching, you know, like whole body health, I just, I love it. It lights me up. Um, so how can, how can my women find you? You can find me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So at Dr. Aileen and it's Dr. spelled D-O-C-T-O-R. Or you can find me on my website, which is www.dralien.com. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And then the TED Talk. So I'm going to put all of these links in the podcast notes. So the link to the TED Talk where, um, you know, my heart was really kind of sparked by Dr. Aileen's message um, and just your kind, loving demeanor. It's just so lovely to be in your presence um, and a link to all of your work. So women can like check you out and reach out to you and work with you. If you want to love your body and feel good in your body and approach this idea of you know, quote unquote, weight loss, even though we're having trouble with that term from a different angle, right? Absolutely. From, from this nourishing place, then Dr. Aileen is, uh, is your woman, is your, is your feminine rebel now that you're, yeah. you're part of the feminine rebellion now. Um, Love it. And like, can I just add as well with the weight loss yes. pieces, when you nourish yourself, the weight comes off as a byproduct. Yes. So it's not about not aiming for weight loss. It's about how do we do that in a healthier, nourishing, sustainable way that feels fucking amazing yes. rather than the push and the grind and the hustle and the calorie burn and the cutting the carbs and all the things we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yes. God, if, if the ripple effect of your work could bring down like a multi-billion dollar industry, how fucking amazing would that be? <laughs> that would be absolutely outstanding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need like more of you. You need to train people in this. Mm -hmm. You know, to get more coaches who are who are teaching this work, you know? Start a team. All right, let's let's build it out. <laughs> build it out 100%. Build it out. Thank All you right. so much, Natty. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Um, you're such a pleasure. Um, next time I'm in Scotland, I'm going to come see you. Please <laughs> do. Please do. And then we can go <laughs> hike up a hill together. <laughs> it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. All right. Until next time, Fem Feminine Rebellion, you know now where to find Dr. Aileen. Hit her up, ask her questions, find her on Instagram, send her a DM, send her some love, follow her. And okay, love you madly. Peace out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to the Feminine Rebellion podcast and rate it. This will help get my message out into the world, reach new listeners, and create the feminine rebellion this world is screaming for right now. Thank you for listening, and please don't forget to rate and subscribe. Okay, love you. Bye.